and welcome to Munsey, a K-pop podcast. I'm your host, Zia J, and I've got plenty of news for you this week, as well as lots of reviews. Before we jump into that, we've got our third comeback of the week, voted by y'all for your favourite comeback from the week before last. This time, Red Velvet absolutely swept it with their song, Queendom. Shout out to everyone who voted, especially over on Twitter, y'all really showed up. But if you do want to vote for your favourite comeback from the week just gone, polls will be up on Instagram and Twitter in the next few days. You can find them at Monse Podcast. Once again, our first story is about Sungri, so if anything around that is something you don't want to hear, feel free to skip ahead. Both the defendant and prosecution have appealed Sungri's sentence, after he was found guilty of nine charges related to his club scandal. On August 12th, Sungri was sentenced to three years in prison and a fine of almost $1 million. On the same day, his lawyer announced their intent to appeal. The appeal was received on August 19th, and on the 25th it was confirmed that the prosecution had also appealed the sentencing. They had initially requested a five-year prison sentence. As Sungri is still completing his military service, the second trial will be held at the military high court. Just in case any of that is confusing, because I know legal stuff sometimes can be, Sungri was initially sentenced to a three-year prison sentence and fine for the nine charges. His appeal will be for a more lenient sentence, while the prosecution, the lawyers against him, will be arguing for a harsher sentence. There's been no confirmation yet of when the second trial will begin. NCT's Lucas has halted activities after alleged ex-girlfriends posted about his poor behaviour, SM Entertainment announced. The initial accusations came from a Korean woman, who said he had gaslit her and used her money as she bought him gifts and paid for hotel stays. The following day, a Chinese woman said she had had a similar experience with Lucas. SM released a statement apologising for the behaviour and explaining that Lucas will not be participating in planned upcoming promotions, while Lucas himself posted an apology on Instagram saying he was reflecting on his past actions. A Pink member, Jung Eun-ji, is taking legal action against a stalker, Playm Entertainment announced this week. In the statement, they explained that the person had been asked several times to stay away from Eun-ji, but continued to try to see her, including at her home. The stalker had apparently been following Unji since March 2020. This comes after Unji pleaded on Twitter for Sasangs to leave her alone in July this year. In perhaps the lightest news of the week, more information about the Fact Music Awards was released this week, with BTS, Seventeen, Brave Girls, Super Junior, Oh My Girl and Itzy confirmed to be performing at the end of year awards show. The Fact Music Awards will be held online once again this year. They're also the first of the end of year awards to be making announcements, but I'm expecting more hopefully in the next month or so. And finally, comeback announcements. Mamamoo will be making their comeback in September, the first one since member Wee-in chose not to renew her contract with RBW Entertainment. The group is still working as four, including on this new release. Joining them with comebacks in September are rookie groups Purple Kiss and Enhypen, as well as highlight member Young Yosop with his first solo comeback in almost three years. And Pledis Entertainment has confirmed Seventeen will be having a comeback in October, their first since collectively re-signing with the label. The last full week of August has not let us down in either volume or quality of comebacks, so let's get into it. The week started with Stray Kids releasing their new song, Thunderous. 
This is really in line with Stray Kids' last few releases. It's a smooth EDM track with a signature drop in the chorus and some instrumental choices that really reference traditional Korean music. The drop is maybe my favourite part. As far as I'm concerned, it's one of the things Stray Kids are best at, playing with that tension and having a really satisfying bass part that fills it all out. There's also some really fun rap rhythms in there, and I think that's what a lot of fans have come to expect from them. And that and the rest of the song is delivered in this audacious, almost arrogant way. It's pretty classic Stray Kids. If what you like from them is things like God's Menu or even Elevator, this is one you should check out. We also had Brave Girls at the start of this week with After We Ride. Brave Girls have been killing it lately, and this is a really strong comeback. With a lot of vintage elements, both musically and visually, After We Ride has some real 80s styling to the drum and synth choices, and it's only emphasised by a really fun bass line. The vocals really work for me, with some light effects on the background vocals, letting the really strong top line come to the front. I can see this being really good live too, the chorus is really easy to follow, and the track overall sits somewhere really good between angsty and refreshing. I haven't seen much about this song this week, which is a shame because I really, really enjoyed it. Very Very was the third comeback we had on Monday this week with their new song, Trigger. There's a really interesting opening, I don't even know what sounds they put together to make that kind of glitchy, semi-synth, semi-percussion instrumental, but it definitely was something wild, and that is kind of broken down into different parts throughout the rest of the song. Overall, this is a fast, aggressive EDM track with a really melodic pre-chorus that's a bit of a break from everything else that's going on. It is kind of a lot, and I do think it suffers a little bit for it. The members don't have particularly deep or punchy vocals, even the rappers, so I think some of that gets a bit lost. There is a really impressive vocal moment in the bridge and last chorus, and I loved the halftime breakdown at the end. I just don't know if this entirely lands for me, but a lot of people seem to really like it, so that's probably just down to my taste. Quanon B made her solo debut this week with Door. Door is a jazzy swing track with a really fun string line complemented by this smooth live bass part. The chorus has a delightful muted trumpet part before jumping into some more electronic sounds, but there is a lot of live instruments in this, and I think it's mixed with some more kind of classic K-pop styling really well. That's all to say nothing of the vocals, Quantum B carries this so, so well, with smooth floating vocals in the verses that contrast with a really strong classic swing style vocal part in the chorus. I really enjoyed this, the beat is really catchy, I do recommend checking out Door. JB had his solo comeback this week with double title tracks By The Way featuring Jay Park and Fame featuring Juni. By The Way is solid chill hop, with gentle percussion filling out most of the track and his vocals doing the rest. There is a nice bass part and some high synths that are pretty subtle, but I think making JB's voice a big part of this track is a solid decision. He sounds really good in this style. In contrast, Jay Park's voice is maybe a little harsh, but his part is a nice change rhythmically. Fame is a bit louder, a bit harder, with a more driving beat and definitely going for kind of the sexier side of things compared with By The Way Sweetness. JB's vocals work really well with Juni on this. It's really smooth with percussion that sits all the way in the back and lets the bass and synth parts drive the song. JB's really making the most of the producing expertise that comes with signing to Hayao Music, and I enjoyed both of these tracks. If you want some chill additions to your listening, check out JB's new music. And finally, Legend CL dropped a pre-release track ahead of her album this week. 
Spicy is everything I would expect from CL, clear, repetitive synth sampling, a smooth bass part, and CL's classic brash rapping. It's actually pretty chill for a CL track, but the rap parts have some really fun rhythmic moments, and the chorus is a chant that is going to go so hard live. I don't have heaps to say about this, but I am really excited to see the rest of CL's music. Now, upcoming releases, we have B2B very kindly coming back on my birthday tomorrow, but there's also new releases this week from MCND, Promise 9, and Ace. As always, if there's anyone you want to make sure that I listen to, hit me up on the socials and I'll check them out. That's all for this week. I know things have been a bit sparse interview-wise, but I am working on it and I'll maybe be making some changes to how I do social media for the show as well. So I guess keep an eye out for that. As I said at the top, you can vote for your favorite comeback from this week on the socials, which is also where you can let me know if there's anything you want to see from the show. Check those out at Monday Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. As always, my sources are in the show notes, and you can find all the show-related links in the card there as well. This podcast is produced on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. I pay my respects to their elders, past and present, and recognise that sovereignty over this land was never ceded. This land was stolen, but it always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Thanks for joining me, I've been Zia J, and I'll catch you next week for the next episode of Munsei, a K-pop podcast. (laughs) 